So, Kids Church is not on today. Um, I know. <laughs> is, that, is that all the parents' voices? Oh, I, I hear. But, uh, you know, it's, it's wonderful to have the children and, and actually even the, uh, the kids' workers, you know, to have an opportunity to be a part of the service uh, during the school holidays is really nice. I think um, they work so hard as well. And so enjoy kids' workers. Where are you? Hands up, kids' workers. Hey, give them a round of applause. And they're saying to me, no, it's actually easier out there, Dave. <laughs> no, but welcome, and it's, it's great to have you here. Church, it's wonderful to see you, and thank you for coming out as always. Uh, thank you for, you know, uh, Anton for bringing the announcements and, you know, awesome stuff coming up and... and I just want to, you know, echo what, what Anton said in terms of last week. Thank you for all the contribution of food uh, to all our to our all-in service. I know um, there's a there's a recipe that Tracy put up there on WhatsApp group, and so grab that recipe and and just all the all the people that contributed food. We really appreciate it because it made our all-in service really really special. And I was actually thinking, like, this is not set in stone or in concrete or anything, but maybe. Maybe we can do an all-in seasonally, like, you know, in the new seasons of the year, like spring, we've, we've just done the hardest one, winter, <laughs> and we had a fantastic time. So spring, summer, maybe something like that. Um, uh, and so just, just stay tuned and we'll, we'll talk about that as time progresses. Um, but today I want to preach part two of what I kind of started last week, and that was a sermon that I've entitled... Uh, fellowship the way God intended. And we just kind of went there. We just begun to discover, you know, what God kind of has in mind when it comes to fellowship. And I think that's so important. But let me just, let me just pray before we get started. Uh, thank you, Lord, that you are here. And it's just evident, Lord, in, in uh, the fact that people have come, Lord God, and you have allowed us to be here. And your presence is here. We really, we really sense your presence this morning, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that there's a real ease, I feel, there's a real ease this morning to be able to lean in and to have our hearts in tune and ready for what you want to say. And I just pray that you would speak because um, that's what we want more than anything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I actually had a good moment this morning. Um, you know, sometimes when you're preparing for a Sunday service, you're you know, there's a few things on your mind and you're trying to focus on many different aspects. And um, I thought that I forgot my iPad. Um, and so I got in the car and I drove home. And then when I went in my house, I realized that I didn't forget my iPad and I had it in my bag. But it was, you know, it was perfect because it was almost like God took me out of the situation and he said, all right, boy, stop. And just stop for a moment. You know, because sometimes as people we we try and grab the reins of yeah. control, yeah. and we just you know we're thinking about everything. And if you've got a personality like mine, sometimes I can be a bit like that. And so it was just good because it was almost like I didn't forget my iPad, but God just needed to get my attention and say, "Hey, hey, chill, just chill, and just be ready for what I want to do to, today. Just tune your heart in." And so I believe that God's going to speak today, and I'm excited about that. But let me just give you some revision. For those who weren't here, just to give you a little bit of an understanding of what we spoke about last week. We spoke about God made us to be relational people, right? 
And I reflected on the, the COVID time that we had as a nation, as a state. You know, I know we were in New South Wales at the time and how crazy it was that you couldn't see anybody or, you know, your family, you couldn't be with your family or anything like that. And I think what started to really have an impact on people, including myself, including Joe and my family, was the fact that we were not able to connect with the, those we love and, and people that we you know, usually do life with. And I know it's because in our DNA, God put us, um, a, a relational part of us, in, inside of us. And you know, right from the beginning, he said to Adam, it's not good for you to be alone. And he made the better half. And I, who can say amen to that man? Yeah. Hallelujah. Right? We need the better half. Um, and so God didn't make us to be alone. And so I spoke about the relational part of us as human beings. Um, but not all relationships are healthy. And I love what it says in, in Psalm. It says this, just a quick revision. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Yeah. So it's like a, a warning there. That who you associate yourself with actually matters. And relationally, you know, we need to pursue relationships that are in God, especially when we are Christ-like people. Prioritize it. The word warns us of ungodly relationships. God's will is that we pursue not any relationship, but godly relationships. We should see those who are in the family of Christ as family. And so I encouraged us last week to turn to the person next to us, and I won't do it again, but to say, hey, brother or sister, because we are family. Those who are doing the will of God are your family. And so it really helps us to understand the amazing family that is all around you, that you are able to connect with. Praise the Lord. My challenge for us last week, and it will continue to be a challenge, is to prioritize our relationships within the family of Christ. Love each other as Christ has loved us. I really believe that is something that God is calling us as Christians to be able to step into. But today I want to preach on the benefits of godly relationships. So I talked about like the will of God, saying that, hey, relationships in the family of Christ are so important. But what are the benefits what are the benefits? And I want to talk a little bit about that today. And I want to share some vision and strategy of what Joe and I see for the future of In Church Canberra. I'd love to present that to you in the service and kind of make that clear to everyone here. Um, but before I go there, before I go there, what I want to do is I want to give you some context, right, of what I'm about to share. It's important to understand where is what Dave is saying, where is it coming from? And so let me just share for a few moments my heart, Joe's heart, our heart. Our, heart as a, our desire as pastors is to give you the tools and the opportunity to flourish in your faith with the Lord. Honestly, if, if I can see everybody in this building flourishing God, Flourishing the purposes that God has for you on this earth. That would, be, that would be a huge tick in the box in our hearts to say, yes, Lord, thank you that we can see the people flourishing as they're meant to be. 
We love to reach out and connect with every person who attends our church. And sometimes I've joked about the fact that my invite list is as long as Santa's wish list, right? It just goes on and on and on and on. And if you haven't had the opportunity to, you know, share a meal with us, please know that we have your number and it is, the list is getting smaller and smaller. But um, the point is we love to connect and we want to we be able to meet people in this church. We want to do life with you. Um, but obviously with, with a large family, um, that is my family in the front row there, uh, it's, it's challenging sometimes to be able to do that quickly. So we are limited as people, right? And there's only so much we can do realistically. But I'm so grateful that we have a church family here and we can share this load. And what I want to say is recently we've had new people come to our church and it's been awesome. Hands up, actually. Who's been to this church? And I don't need to embarrass you and if you don't want to put your hand up, you don't have to. But in the last six months, if you've kind of started to attend this church, hands up. Yeah, beautiful. Wonderful. Did you say us as well? <laughs> us as well. Right? It's wonderful. It's wonderful to have life in the new, of new people coming to, you, to, to church and to, be, to join the, the church family. It's a wonderful thing. However, the need to share the load of connecting with members of our church has come to my attention. Quite honestly, as a pastor, it's, it's something that, you know, it's a bit of a burden sometimes. I'm like, oh, I just hope that when people come through the doors, they can, they can have that connection. They can feel like there is a spiritual family that will welcome them and love them. That's a, that's a burden. It's, it's not a bad burden. It's, it is just a burden that kind of sits on me as a pastor to kind of think, I just want to make sure people are having that support as they live their life for Christ. So, what I love is we can learn from Jesus, okay? Obviously, <laughs> there's no greater person that we can learn from than the Son of God, Jesus. And I love what he did, right? And in no way am I comparing my, to Jesus, myself to Jesus or Joe to Jesus, but I, I love his thinking and his clever strategy in terms of in, uh, making an impact that's multiplied. So, so what I mean by that is... Jesus looks at the harvest, okay, and he goes, the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. But what I love about Jesus, he doesn't just stop with a problem and go, ah, well, done it. It's ripe, but the laborers are few. So I'm just going to get busy. I'm just going to do it all all on my own. The very next part of after he says that, he calls 12, 12 disciples. And then you know what he does next? He sends them. And he says, I'm going to give you power over unclean spirits. I'm going to give you the ability to be able to heal the sick, cast out evil spirits, go on your merry way. So what he did is, is, is a genius to you because he's not just a, the son of God, but he's a great leader. And he, what he did in that moment is he multiplied his effectiveness. Even the son of God realized that he will be more effective by having others Join him on his mission. And so my point is, I just love the, the, the teaching of Jesus. And I love how he did that. And so what I want to share is what we are going to do as a church and why I believe it's important. Speak about the what and then also speak about the why it is important. So 
What we want to do is I've asked some people in the church to consider and pray about starting a connect group throughout the week. Now, here's the thing, right? When I ask some of the people, um, and we'll share some of the names after, is I ask them to pray, consider and pray. Because, you know, I, I trust that when people are maturing Christ, they can hear God for themselves, right? And so I asked, I said, would you consider and pray and then get back to me if you're willing to help us with running a six-week Alpha course. Okay, so Alpha, if you haven't heard of what Alpha is, Alpha gives you many avenues to discuss aspects of our faith and allows for so much flexibility. I love Alpha. It's, it's such a great course. It's actually, it, it, most importantly, the fundamentals of our faith are taught. So one lesson talks about prayer. Another lesson talks about the Word. Another lesson talks about the Holy Spirit and, and hearing God's voice. It's beautiful. And it's just like a little, say, 20-minute presentation, um, video presentation that allows people to kind of watch something and then it, an opportunity to discuss some of what God is speaking to hearts in, in the Connect Group. And so what I want to say is, like, I've had the opportunity myself as um, a pastor to, to do that recently with um, some guys in, in the church. Um, and I'll tell you what, I love it. Like we, there was one week there where we were just talking about prayer. And because that was the connect, sorry, that was the alpha lesson. It was about prayer. And I kind of just said to the guys, I said, you know, when you bow down in prayer, there's something really powerful about it. And we're just talking about prayer and about the position of prayer. And, and I was saying something very powerful about when you bow on your knees and you, as a human being, you come to that place of um, humility and like, I am, I am reliant upon you, God. I, I am on my knees and I'm, I'm, I'm in that place of surrender saying, God, anyway, we were sh- I was sharing that with my connect and a couple of weeks later from the Alpha course, one of the guys said to me, he goes, hey, Dave, you know, I recently started, you know, with the, with the bowing on my knees, and he goes, makes such a difference. And I can actually talk about the person because they're not here today, so it's good. I won't mention names, but. but <laughs> sorry, Siri. <laughs> but he shared about how he had tried to adopt that strategy of just going on his knees and praying and how much of a difference it made. But the point that I'm making is that conversation happened in that setting, in that connect. We're just talking about prayer encouraging each other, and then that conversation happened. And it's made a difference, which is wonderful. So why do I feel like connect is important? Okay, why, why is it important? Well, first of all, I believe it's important for growth and development as a believer. Okay, and let me share a scripture. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 says this. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. So what is, the, what is this scripture talking about? This passage highlights the different stages of spiritual development. 
Okay, there are some that are mature in the faith. There are others, like a, like a baby, who are dependent on that milk, right? So there's, there's different phases of spiritual development. Spending time with believers further along on their journey is beneficial for spiritual growth and development. Because it's wonderful. It's like this lovely mix of somebody who's walked with the Lord for a long period of time and somebody who is just new to the faith but is hungry. And you get that nice mix of conversation. And, you know, God, the Holy Spirit does His work in that moment because topics come up that perhaps weren't even, um, you know, weren't even foreseen. And yet suddenly we're talking about something that the Lord is bringing to our attention. It's a beautiful, beautiful mix. In the last mini-series, Fearless, um, in sharing your faith, I spoke about acquiring knowledge to equip you in sharing your faith. Sunday preaching, I love the fact that you honour me and, and honour Joe and, and honour God by coming and being under the Word and hearing the Word, um, hearing Pastor Sue, hearing Pastor Sid. You come and you honour us with your time. But in some way, the, the preaching on Sunday is like a one-way traffic, you know? It's, it's kind of like you sit, you listen, and hopefully the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in your own heart. But the point is, I guess what I want to make um, clear is that Connect gives you the opportunity to ask questions, articulate fears and doubts as we work out our faith together in fear and trembling. You know, we kind of talk about things. You know, there's nothing wrong, church, with... Having questions. There's nothing wrong with wanting to understand more. Or, you know, or just having a conversation that you might have felt um, was inappropriate as far as could I even ask this. There's nothing wrong with that. And in that place of connect, you can do that. You can share your heart. You can share your thoughts. Share doubts, perhaps. And you can pray about things. Talk things over. So that's the first one for why growth and development for the believer. But there's also growth and development for the called leader. Okay, for the the, the called leader. And Joe and I, what we want to do is we want to recognize the gift of God on people's lives and provide opportunity to exercise those gifts. I feel like that's so important that, you know, God is calling many people um, with He's put gifts on people's lives. And it's, it's, it's important, I feel, as pastors that we recognize that and say, hey, you know, if, if God has called you in that gift, that you can rise up into it and you can flourish in that gift. Romans 12, 6 says this, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry... Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So God puts gifts on people. And my prayer, my hope is that people will be able to discover what that is that God's put on their life and they can exercise that gift and God can multiply it and make it great in Jesus' name. Can I share something with you? You grow when you go. You grow when you go. 
You don't grow when you consider sometimes. Sometimes the consideration time is, you know, you kind of overthink things. Sometimes in God, we take that step. And when we take that step, we grow. And God honors the faith of you stepping out and saying, hey, I'm going to put my hand up. God, use me. And we grow into it. We want to empower others to fulfill God's calling upon their life. Can I say something? So much spiritual maturity happens when you're responsible for others. When you suddenly see yourself not as just me and my faith and my walk and my problems and my, you know, everything. When you start, suddenly start to see others as a priority. And when you start to consider others in your prayers and say, God, I'm praying for so-and-so, you grow spiritually. You mature in the Lord. So growth and development for the leader. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, As each one has received the gift, minister, to, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Listen, the gift God places on your life is for the benefit of others. Yeah? yeah? God gives you something for others. It's not for ourselves. And I, I get edified in the fact that when I step up into God's gifting, of course I feel wonderful about thank you Lord I can use the gift that you've given me. But the very purpose of it is to edify, to build the saints, to, to help people along their journey. God gives you that gift. God gave the gift to the worship team this morning to be able to bless the church, to be able to usher them into the presence of God. The gift He has given is meant to be given unto others to advance God's kingdom on this earth. I recognize God's gifting on so many people in our church and I'm excited to see people step into it. Amen? So the first why is growth and development for the believer. Growth and development for the called leader. Okay, what's the next why? I love this, but in 1 Corinthians 12, 26, it says this. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honoured, all the members rejoice with it. We carry... Each other's burdens and rejoice for the good things God is doing. It's a beautiful thing that we can do that. And I know that we do that, church, in the WhatsApp group. We absolutely do that. And I, can, I, I encourage you to continue to do that. You know, be aware and, and encourage each other. Pray for one another. Let each other know that you're, you're, in, you're, you're standing alongside whoever is going through whatever. Right? Continue to do that. But I'm also conscious of the fact that some needs are private. And sometimes sharing that amongst that many people, right, might not be ideal. And it might be something that I think, oh, it is a burden, but I, I don't want everybody to know about it, right? It's just, if, if I'm honest, there has been definitely needs in my life that I don't necessarily want everybody to know, know about it. But can I encourage you that in a small group, and, and you're not necessarily going to share everything in a small group, not at all as well, but you can share needs and burdens in a small group and it can be maybe 
more desirable for some. I'm not saying for all, but for some. It might be some, a, a place where you feel a little bit more safer to be able to share some of the trials that you're going through in that small group as you pray together, as you agree on anything in prayer. So, we suffer and we rejoice together. Another why of why I believe connect and and being together is important. The next one is there is strength in numbers. Okay? There is strength in numbers. What do I mean by that? 1 Peter 5.8 says this. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You're not meant to do your faith journey alone. Can I tell you that? You're not meant to be alone. Not single people, not couples, not families, no one. God didn't design us as people in Christ to do it alone. There's strength in numbers. And I know, I'll share something. How the devil would love to kill, steal and destroy those who are isolated and alone. How, how, you know, a person who isn't connected, it's so much of an easier target for the enemy to come and say, well, I can come and, and I'm not, church, please, this is not to twist your arm or to manipulate anybody. This is the truth that being connected Being together, there's such strength in the Lord for having your brother, your sister alongside you. There is strength and protection in togetherness as we agree in prayer for anything. That's what the Bible says. Church, if your only form of connection is coming to church, can I encourage you that I believe that there is more for you? In your connecting, there is more for you than if, if Sunday is the one time that you connect with the body of Christ and um, it praise the Lord that you're here, and that is better than you not being here. Please hear my heart. Yeah. But what I am saying is if that is the only form of connection, I believe something like connect for you to consider it and pray about it. I believe it will be beneficial for you. And I, I'll also even challenge us. In that way that don't be alone. Don't do your faith journey on your own. You're not meant to. You're not meant to be fighting a whole bunch of thoughts and worries and doubts and fears on your own. You can share that amongst a a people that will pray for you, that will care for you, that will help you along your spiritual journey. So, three whys. I told you what we want to do. And then I shared with you the whys. The number one why was growth and development for the believer, for the called leader. Right? The next one was we suffer and we rejoice together. We lift each other. We build each other. We're there for one another. The togetherness, right? And then the last one is there is strength in numbers. Don't be alone. Come alongside others. Be connected. God does not want you to do this alone. It's hard enough as it is sometimes living in this world with the, some of the stuff that we have to navigate mentally, yeah. right? From day to day, 
watching the media, hearing news, it's hard enough to be able to be a part of that kind of, you know, to, to, to have the exposure to all that stuff. So my encouragement is, you don't have to do it alone.